Welcome to the Fantasy Sportscape. This is Sportscape David here with my co-host Lucas Reyes at the NFL Wrap-Up uh, NFC East Part 1 podcast. We are wrapping up the Rams and the NFC champs. The NFC West. Oh, what did I say? You said the East. Oh, the East? My bad. The West. Uh, NF- NFC West, Rams, and 49ers. Lucas, how are you doing? I'm doing great, bro. Um, I think you said East because you just came back from the East Coast. That's probably exactly what it is. I just came back from New York. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather because it was like 20 degrees out there all day and I had to walk everywhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But how are you doing, Lucas? I'm doing great. Um, my past weekend, I was, a, you know, just going out, enjoying myself before we get this grind going. This little little uh, weekend vacation for me, going out of town. I uh, went to, I think, Santa Monica. Um, but yeah, man, it's the first week of the offseason. I'm, I'm ready to get this grind going. I hear your notifications going off. Sounds like you're ready to ready to get yeah. into some news. Yeah, uh, it's it, the football does not stop. We got the XFL, and of course, we got these podcasts every week. Until we got a podcast every, we got two podcasts every week until the new season. So, so we got some news here. We're gonna break it off because we are Charger fans. That Philip Rivers and the Chargers mutually decided oh that's crazy mutually separated i never had that in my life with any type of girlfriend <laughs> they, it was always always one-sided uh, but they mutually <laughs> decided to uh part ways and how do you feel about that lucas because well a lot of people are feeling a lot of different ways well i feel like i was just uh emotionally invested as a chargers fan and a philip rivers fan that i i really didn't uh i should have seen this coming but i didn't you know I mean, all the signs pointed to it, how they didn't want to do a contract talks till after this year, um, him moving, obviously. Uh, and then just, I don't know, just the way it went about it, I, I, we, I should have seen this coming. Um, I, I completely understand. I'm, I'm really upset that this is how he went out as a Charger. I mean, not he went out, but that, just how it ended as a Charger, you know, going, ending his career in that little stadium and then uh, just having not even fans around him. Uh, no, no, no Super Bowl appearance as a Charger. It's tough. Um, I completely get it though because Anthony Lynn was, and and the whole front office from Telesco was really vocal about drastic changes. Um, and especially in systems, uh, Lynn's been very vocal about wanting to implement his style of quarterback. He wants a mobile guy for sure, which we don't know. I guess it might open the door for Tyrod Taylor, or we'll see what happens uh, with pick six. But I completely understand from both sides, and I'm I'm a little hurt as a fan, but. You know, to bring it in with, with what the Chargers have of that young core, I think they, I think Lynn really wants to see um, what he, what the team can do with a younger guy there, and uh, Lynn just got an extension, so it's, he has he's definitely going to get all of the um, the power in the world and get all the final words and decisions. So it's definitely his team right now, and that's just, I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry, but thank you so much, Phil. Um, I love you and. Yeah, it's tough to see him go. What did you think? Yeah, I was pretty heartbroken to my core. Uh, he's been the quarterback since I've been watching football. I have a little figurine I stare at every time I do a podcast right in front of me uh, next to my LT figurine. And it hurt. It, it really did. Uh, I really, I, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't want to. I was lying to myself. Um, and and I just didn't want it to happen. I didn't like the way he went out, you know, exactly how you said it. But, like, so this opens the conversation to there's three different things that could go down. We could start Tyrod Taylor, which I'm completely fine with because the Chargers signed him for two years, so we invested in him. So if we don't play him, it'll be kind of a waste of money. Two, we could draft a young quarterback at number six, which I 
I'm not a fan of. I wish we, we could get like Jordan Love, who out of all those quarterbacks, I like Jordan Love on the most because we could probably snatch him in the third round. I believe he could drop to the third or three. Actually, there's only two ways. Or or, or we could trade. No, no, no. We could trade <laughs> for agency. Cam. Free agency. We could trade for Cam, which would be a waste of whatever we're going to try to trade because he's pretty much worthless and made out of glass. Or we could test free agency quarterbacks. And the only – well, Drew Brees is a free agent. That would be pretty cool. We could get homecoming. And Tom Brady is a, also a quarterback. And I've been tweeting this since the rumors came out. He is not the answer. Drew Brees had an offensive line in New England. He had Bill Belichick in New England. Anthony Lynn is not Bill, Bill Belichick, no disrespect. And our offensive line is not even close to what New England's offensive line was. So you'll just see Tom Brady get sacked a lot. And he is, if anything, less mobile than Phillip Rivers, if Phillip Rivers was mobile. And he is older. And all these Charger fans talking shit, Phillip Rivers is 39. Tom Brady's 42. So, I mean, yeah, he still got it because he, he what the weapons surrounding him and the line that protects him. If Tom Brady was with the Chargers, um, he would look a lot older, maybe not be in the league because it would be battered up a lot. Phillip Rivers is a soldier. So those right. are the ways that could go. I'm, I'm comfortable with Tyrod Taylor getting the shot. We signed him, so might as well give him a shot, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, the third option with free agency and all the older, older quarterbacks and the non-mobile ones seem the most unlikely. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, you kept bringing it up for the longest time these past few months. And I, I really didn't think it was going to happen. But the more I think about it, I think there is a real chance, an opportunity for Tyrod to, to step up to the plate and impress Lynn and the coaching staff and really just take a hold of that offense. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him starting next year just because of what Lynn has been vocal about doing. There's also uh, James Winston, Teddy Bridgewater as another free agent. And that, and this is a nice segue to our next news we're going to talk about is uh, – um, I always forget his name. The Saints quarterback. I always forget Taysom his name. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He, uh, well, you, you're the one who told me about it. So, yeah, what, okay. What's, his, what's the situation over there? So, I mean, breaking out uh, came out 17 hours ago. Taysom uh, Hill quoted, he says, I want to play quarterback in this league. And if New Orleans don't view me that way, well, then I have to leave. End quote. So he's spitting some bars there. But um, yeah. he, he's, 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 really just flat out said he wants to be the starter and we spoke about it not me and you it was me and julian uh about how a few weeks ago that we will see if the the quarterback controversy in new orleans starts this offseason with hill and bridgewater wanting to be the starting quarterback getting their egos and we we low-key predicted that i didn't think it was going to happen um or at least it would just come out you know this blatant and be this vocal and this candid about it but it's happening and uh Taysom Hill, I, he's not getting any younger. He's going to start as 30 years old next year. Um, and time's running out, you know. Uh, he, he showed that he had some really big plays and maybe was even more impactful in the playoffs last year for the Saints than Drew Brees. Um, he, he has a cannon arm. This dude's super athletic. He hasn't aged a lot physically. I mean, he hasn't played as many downs as Brees, so he hasn't taken as many hits. So, therefore, you know, his, his body isn't, isn't as old as, as maybe um, – like a running back, a, run, a 25-year-old running back, his body is aging a lot quicker than, than Taysom Hill. Does that make sense as far yeah. as, you know, taking the hits and stuff like that? So so Hill has something left in the gas tank for sure. And uh, it's going to be interesting because, you know, the New Orleans, uh, Sean Payton has been very vocal and, and uh, behind Taysom Hill, saying that he believes in him. So it's going to be an interesting situation, kind of like how Steve Young took over for Montana. So 
um, it, it was just it was just crazy to see how how we kind of predicted that. Yeah, that was pretty pretty nice to hear. And like, it, Drew Brees is forty one too. We got to remember that. Um, what what he's gonna do? Does he still want to play? I haven't really heard anything. I'm, I'm guessing he still does. And he's it, contemplating uh, retirement though. He said everything's on the table. So we'll see what happens because he runs New Orleans basically. Yeah, and uh, we got Teddy. There. We got Teddy B too. I mean, Teddy B. He looked pretty good when he when he had his time. And uh, I think he's still. I think he's a. He's probably better than the bottom half of quarterbacks that are starting right now. So I think he he deserves a shot too. So we'll keep you updated on that. But we're gonna jump right into this. We'll start off with the 49ers. So the 49ers turn a lot of heads. Not mine though, because I knew since last April, I'm gonna pull up the goddamn quote <laughs> that the 49ers had what it take to make it to the big show. The most complete team in the league with a great offense, defense, and coaching staff. About two two defense stops away from a parade in Santa Santa, Santa Clara but very optimistic for this young team in the future. Overall, I give the San Francisco 49ers a solid A. That's my grade I give them. Because first off, Jimmy got robbed of comeback player of the year. He got fucking robbed. <laughs> and I predicted that too. Well, I didn't predict him getting robbed. I predicted him being the comeback player of the year. Uh, Ryan Tannehill got it. He played half the time, but he did lead them to the AFC championship. But that doesn't matter. Jimmy G's, you know, it's controversy. Um. <laughs> Well, I think uh, as far as the comeback player of the year, I think Jimmy G had a way more complete team. So I think that maybe it took away um, his importance and his his value in that race. But he just tore his ACL, and the team was thirteen and three. Yeah. Flipped the flipped it to thirteen. They, the team was three and thirteen last year. Flipped it to thirteen and three. So I mean, it, whatever. Jimmy <laughs> G had my vote. Uh, he led the team that had the number two pick in last year's draft to second to last pick in this year's draft, which is a huge improvement due to the amazing draft class and the in-season trade to, for Emmanuel Sanders. The 49ers found a stud wide receiver in Debo Samuel and, of course, defensive end Nick Bosa, rookie, who won Rookie of the Year. R- or rookie Defense of the Year, my bad. That down. Um, a, great, a great group, talented uh, runner backs who burst onto the scene and, and talent all over in the defense as well. End of the season, 13-3, only losing to Seattle, Baltimore, and Atlanta. Did not, I forgot they lost to Atlanta. A pretty good season and many more like to come. This offseason um, is going to be busy for the reigning NFC champs. Some business has to, to be taken care of in free agents to sign the biggest names in free agencies that should be resigned and deserve a contract. One I mentioned earlier, Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Lucas's MVP for the for the uh, DraftKings <laughs> challenge. Uh, use check. Use check. <laughs> and Jimmy Ward, cornerback. These three players made a big impact on this team and deserve to be resigned. Sanders was acquired midseason via trade from the Broncos and was well needed. He was a great wide receiver. One, he's 30. I believe he's 31, if I'm not mistaken. He's 33. I still think uh, this would be one of his biggest contracts. Uh, that he'll get his last big contract he'll get. And then, uh, well, what's, what's uh, Kyle Juchek? Mm-hmm. Uh, Juchek is one of the best fullbacks, maybe the only fullback you, you may know. Earphone fell out. The only fullback you may know in the league, but he's well-deserved. He scored two touchdowns, and uh, he's just a great blocker. Jimmy Ward has been with the San Francisco his whole career and pretty solid. Not the greatest statistically, but I still, I still think he has room to improve. But overall, I think that's what the 49ers need to do. Uh, talk a little bit about the Rams. Well, um, should I hit the Rams or just hit a little bit of the Niners, what you said? Yeah, yeah, hit, hit the Rams. Okay, so for the Rams, 
Um, they had a record of nine and seven. I gave them a great C. The Super Bowl appearance last year, and it seemed like they just had maybe one of the longest Super Bowl hangovers ever. I mean, they got trounced in the Super Bowl, and then they come out and they they don't even make the playoffs. They start the season three and zero. I think it's hard to remember that that they started the season three and zero, but then they go two and three, going five and three into the bye week in the middle of the season, and then they come out the rest of the year and go four and four to close the season. Don't make the playoffs. The highs of their season, like their best moments, was beating a surging Steelers team and then pulling a dominating win, a really solid win against the MVP candidate, uh, Russell Wilson-led Seahawks. Um, going 3-3 three and three in the division, did not make playoffs, like I said. I mean, this uh, to me, they look like a 500 team that can maybe go 500, 8-8, 9-7 again next year. I think they have a lot of needs, and they don't have, not enough, they don't have enough cap space and draft stock. I mean, they just traded a first-round pick um, away. In, uh, in that Ramsey trades, they don't have a first rounder this year, which which they really need one. I mean, um, their offensive line, I think, really needs to be addressed. We'll get into that a little bit later. So th- they already lost some draft stock for Jalen Ramsey, who didn't even perform that well. And there's already some drama with him coming from Jacksonville. And I, I like Jalen Ramsey a lot. He's a very athletic guy. But um, I just something about that Rams defense, that corner, it's hard for cornerbacks to excel. You, they just traded away Marcus Peters, and this man went off on the Ravens. So I, I think I understand the the firing of Wade Phillips just because they want a little bit more improvement there. I mean, they have they have those are big names, you know, Marcus Peters, Jalen Ramsey, and for them not to do well, there's something wrong there. Uh, they also have the cap space, like I said, they have huge contracts to all of their players. I mean, a huge one to uh, Todd Gurley, and uh, he had a, a kind of a down year. Uh, he, you know, with all the issues with his knee. And uh, he's, he's kind of started getting it going um, towards the end of the season. And now they're having he's having meetings with Sean McVay on how to move forward. Uh, and then they just, I mean, look, they're star-studded, but their contracts are really loaded from Aaron Donald, Goff, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Robert Woods. And then um, Cooper Cub is going to be due for a contract soon. I mean, he's still on his rookie contract. His ex- um, expires in 2021. He's not even making a million dollars a year. Um, his salary is at 957,000 and he's valued to hit the mar- if his market value is at 11 million per year. So these guys are they're just getting by and they still have a lot of needs. I mean, they, they their contracts are super loaded, so it's going to be a tough offseason for the Rams and I think they really need to address their O-line because that was the main difference between the production um in the Jared Goff stand up. I mean, his interceptions went up by four and his touchdowns uh, really went down a lot. So there was a big turnaround. I think Sean McVay and Jared Goff, I think they still have it. They can work it out. But their their front office um, and the, the money they're shoveling out has really, really uh, uh, put, you know, it's a problem. It's, it's stopping their progress and from getting them to the next level. I think they, they're really, they're really uh, struggling there uh, just because of their money. And I don't know if the, how much they can improve from this year to next year. That's why I think they look like a 500 team again. Yeah, you put it in it you perfectly. Uh, they did a lot of they did a lot of coaching changes. I don't have the names, but I just seen every post, every Instagram account I follow, every news was they got a new head coach, a new strengthening coach, new inside linebacker coach, like all these different coaching changes. And I think it's much needed because they, like you said, from the Super Bowl to not. And uh, we got a couple of notables uh, of I just see a couple right here. Uh, Dante Flower, F- F- Flower. Uh, my my nose is just making me Fowler. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Fowler Fowler. Uh, they only signed him to like a one year contract last year, I believe, and I don't I don't I don't think he's resignable. He's twenty six, and 
26 year old is going to want a lot of money at the outside linebacker. Andrew Whitworth, he's 38, and he was due $11 million. Uh, I don't see him staying. Uh, Corey Littleton, 26 year old. Like, you still got a lot of young guys you got to sign, and their contracts are huge. You're right, Jared Goff, and I, they got to pay Cooper Cup. They, they got to. They like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was on his rookie contract still. I forgot how young that dude is. Uh, but what? How do you feel about the 49ers? Well, um, I mean, man, just what a great team. I, you, you were right. You, you were right about being, um, you know, on their bandwagon before this. I mean, it wasn't even a bandwagon because you predicted that they were going to do well this season. I thought they were two years away from really hitting that. They're way ahead of schedule. Um, they have every piece uh, working together with them. I mean, great chemistry. Um, on the field, you could see the parts moving. I think that maybe um, get another cornerback uh, just to help because they seem they got a little burned. I mean, they need a speed guy. If they're going to be back in the in the in the Super Bowl again, there's a good chance it might be the Chiefs again. I really I really see that the Chiefs are going to be a perennial, um, you know, contender. And to to deal with that, you you just got to deal with the speed. And uh, I think that maybe where where things are trending for wide receivers, um, just big speedy guys. Um, so that's something that they need to look forward to, but they have a really good core around them. Uh, it sounds like they have, they have money to work with too. John Lynch has put a really good team together. It's It's, it's, it seems like for them, they, I mean, look, you said it, they were, they were a few drives away from, uh, from the Super Bowl. They were a few plays away from going undefeated because all of their losses came on like the last play of the game. I mean, I forget they lost to the Falcons, too, because that was the last play of the game, too. So imagine they almost really went undefeated this year. So they're, they're, they don't have anything to worry about. I would give them an A-plus, honestly, for their season. But I, I, really, I really do like this Niners team and what they've built. Yeah, and uh, I would totally agree with you. So let's go into – oh, let me talk about my free agents. We have uh, current free agents for the 49ers. Uh, or free agents, I think the, the – uh, the team should uh, look at. Let's let's do that. So, uh, so I think they should address wide receiver for sure. Wide receiver, uh, the free agent draft, the the free agent pool for wide receivers are not too deep. I mean, they're still Antonio Brown. Uh, mm. Don't want to go that route. Offensive lineman and cornerback. There's not like like huge names here, like a like a Drew Brees type player. Um, there's some little complimenting players that you could uh, use. I think the 49ers definitely need. A, a defensive back it doesn't really have to be corner or safety. It just has to, mm. I think it, has, it really has to be um, a, just a defensive back. And my computer is taking forever to load right now. But, uh, okay, I'll just talk about the draft. So uh, the draft, I think they got the 30, 31st pick in the draft. And um, I've seen a lot of mock drafts. I'm, I'm close to making my mock draft. But there's this one guy that stands out to me. A lot, and if he drops to 31, I think they should definitely take him. He's from LSU, Grant Delpit. Uh, Delpit was inconsistent, you know, with opening opening field tackles in two, 2019, but his overall skill set, I think, overpowered that. And and tackling is the biggest thing. That's what this you know this guy uh, kind of lacks of. But in the NFL, you'll learn how to. I mean, you learn how to tackle. You know how to tackle. So I think. Uh, he'll just get better, and I think he just—they just need a ball hawk over the over the top. They got burnt by Tyreek Hill a lot, and um, they, like you said, trending right now is, is speedster guys, and uh, you're gonna need a ball hawk on the top to fucking um, to stop all those big plays. And I think this guy could uh, have a little impact on that. And um, 
that's why I think that the, the 49ers should tackle in draft at 31 if he's still there because he's projected to go top 10, top 15. But if he drops to 31, I could see him definitely. You, you never know. I mean, yeah. we're Chargers fan. Char- Derwin James dropped to 17, and he's a top five uh, pick for sure. Um, yeah. and, I, and I agree with that because, look, you take a look at their, their defense. They're already good at the front level with their, their defensive line. I love their linebacking core. I love Fred Warner. Uh, my cousin actually went to high school with Fred Warner, so I'm actually a big fan of Fred Warner just because of that. And then, um, yeah, so just, just to solidify their secondary a little bit, uh, Richard Sherman got burnt a little a little in the – not a little, a lot of in the Super yeah. Bowl. But, um, yeah, just one more complimentary piece. I mean, Sherman's still a smart guy, uh, definitely capable, and, and he'll make the right plays. You look, that, that defensive line is going to make a lot of – you know, a lot of – make the quarterbacks make a lot of bad decisions. So you just need one, one more ball hawk, yeah, that, and then it will just turn the tide a little bit more for the Niners. Uh, they're they're – Surprisingly, their turnover uh, margin isn't insane. I think I thought it would be a lot more. Um, like the Packers have a better turnover margin than the Niners, so uh, I think that you know just causing a lot, of, a little bit more turnovers for them maybe would have helped. I mean, t- damn. But like that's like I said though, I, how do you stop Patrick Mahomes? They had, they made that guy have two interceptions, um, and they still lost the game. But I think that a corner is what they need on defense if they need anything. Yeah. Well, going back to the Rams, um, I was think I was talking about Jared Goff and Sean McVay. Did they fall off? No, I don't think so. I think they really need to address an O lineman. It's going to be hard to find a valuable O. I mean, a really good one um, by the second round. I mean, all the best ones should be taken by the first. And uh, like I said, they're they're really they're really struggling in a free agency um, with their cap space. Another player that I wanted to talk about was Aaron Donald. Uh, he wasn't as dominant as he was a year ago. I mean, he's still great. But um, I think that last year and this season that just happened, I think, I think there's a little bit of a drop-off. And I think the reason was he didn't have Ndamukong Su anymore. Ndamukong Su lined up with him. Those two were just unstoppable. And I think he, his presence really uh, made a difference. They, they really need to address offensive line and defensive line. Because if you get one more guy, I think, with Aaron Donald, or maybe just another linebacker, I think that, that will really change things for their defense. Um, because Aaron Donald, I mean, he's so impactful. But... He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, if you don't have another person to worry about besides Donald, of course he's going to be triple teamed and all that stuff. I mean, he was the most triple teamed person this year, basically. And then offensively, uh, I, I have a hot take. I think they're going to uh, keep Todd Gurley. I mean, it's going to hurt them if they try to, you know, uh, cap space-wise if they cut him and stuff. But you take a look at his stats. He wasn't as prolific as last year, but the numbers are almost similar. I mean, he had 256 carries last year to 223 this past season. Uh, but the yards are are drastic. He almost averaged five yards per carry in um, 2018 with and 1,251 yards, 17 touchdowns, and four touchdowns uh, through the air. And then this past season, only averaging 3.8 yards per carry, 857 yards. He didn't even break the 1,000-yard mark, uh, mark, and he didn't even have a 100-yard rushing game this year. I think that he was, you know, I think, he, I think the arthritis in the knee was a real thing. But he started to pick it up later in the year. And I think Sean McVay realized how, how much he missed uh, Todd Gurley and how, how important he is to the offense because he barely saw 20 carries. Uh, he didn't see more than 20 carries till November. And he only reached more than 20 carries three times the whole year. That's really um, – I mean, for a guy that you just gave a huge contract to, it doesn't make any sense to not utilize him like that. I don't care if it wasn't healthy. Um, he's a running back. They're, there's never going to be a time where they're 100% healthy all the time. I mean – 
they they get banged up. That's just what happens with the position. But they need the, they need him to step up more. And uh, but you know, hindered by that offensive line, they lost a few guys this year, and they had um, a few players that just completely did a one eighty. Uh, they had a few players on P- um, PFF graded them that were graded eighty with a B plus in the twenty eighteen season, and then with an F this past season. So there's some things like you said, the coaching staff is going to be switched around. The O line, um, offensive line coach, they want they need to improve that. And then on the defensive side, um, just another linebacker and, and uh, tackle. I mean, this is – look, with a team in the division like the Niners and the Seahawks who are a piece or two away from being great again, uh, the, it's going to be hard for the Rams because they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. There's no way they're going to be fighting for this division. And uh, they, they'll get bounced out in the first round for sure, I think, because I don't think they have enough moves um, – money to make moves in this offseason to make, to make any dr- drastic differences. I mean, we saw the Niners do a crazy turnaround this season, but I don't think that the, the Rams are, are close enough like that. Yeah, um, great rant there. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Uh, they got to work what they got. I think they really got to work what they got. Todd Gurley, I, was, I wasn't so high with it. I wasn't so high. I wasn't riding high on, on him coming into the season. Um, I don't think he was the top 10 uh, fantasy draft pick, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't look well, even though he did pick it up at the end. They got great. They got great young talent uh, in Henderson back there. Um, I would move on from Todd Gurley. It's just, but, say. but they'll, but they'll, when they cut him, the, the cap hit that they'll suffer is just oh, ridiculous. I'll try to trade him, but yeah, yeah. even that. Uh, who's going to want to pick tough. up that contract, you know? Yeah, they kind of dug themselves. These these teams dig themselves in a grave when they overpay. Like Joe Flacco got – I forgot his contract. But I remember he got paid so much, and he got well, – well, he got injured. But now he's just going to sit on the bench, and most likely Drew Locke will have that. And now Broncos got to be paying this dude just to sit on the bench, you know? So right. stuff like that, like, they, I don't know, these, these – uh, like the whole Brock Osweiler. You remember he got paid $87 million? <laughs> Yeah, my goodness. Season. I wish I like, could do that. Yeah, for real. Uh, but there you have it. Is there anything else you want to want to hit on? Oh no, that wrapped it. Anderson? That wrapped it up for me. Um, yeah, I, that wrapped it up for me. The NFC West, I think, is still the Niners, though, and I think that the Seahawks may be on their tail. I mean, they stole a game this year, um, and uh, they're the team that I'll be covering next. So I'm gonna see, you know, a little bit closer. I, I don't think I'm a little closer to yet, but I think they're they're a few pieces away, and I really do like Pete Carroll. So. I think the Rams are fighting for another wild card spot this year. I'm already calling it. I don't see them uh, fighting for the division. I mean, look, I, the, the, the Niners, their, their season completely turned around once they drafted Nick Bosa. I don't think that the Rams have a draft um, or a pickup this, in them like that this offseason. I don't. I mean, they don't even have a first-round draft pick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I agree with you. Uh the Seattle just need to buff up their defense, really. The, they do. The, it's, not the, it's not the 12th man. You know, it's not the defense that we're used to. It was mostly offense of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, my boy. But um, <laughs> so that's going to be signing you and Julian are going to cover the, the NFC East part two. Or and it, God, I keep on saying East. <laughs> oh, man, you stay, you stay in the East Coast for a couple of days. You just want to keep on saying it. Um, <laughs> NFC West. And then after that, we'll decide where we go from there. But uh, Lucas, where can they find you on uh, social media? All right, so I just made a new Twitter, and I just forgot the name, so let me just pull it up real quick. Yeah, pull it up. Oh, this is going to be my new Twitter account for it. Sugarfree FSC, S-U-G-A-R. 
come talk to me. Um, anything uh, a- NFC West related or NFC East, I don't care. And on Instagram, Lucas underscore Ray. All right, well, there you have it. I'm going to go follow you right now because apparently I'm not following you. Super free. If I see you. <laughs> yes, right. sir. And you can follow me, Sports Guy David, on any social media platform. On Instagram, I am doing a raffle for a Kobe Bryant, a custom Kobe Bryant sweater. All you got to do is follow me and like it and tag as much people as you want. I'm doing the raffle uh, 224th, so February 24th, I'll be doing that. Um, you know, for obvious reasons. But uh, there you have it. I'm, uh, I'm going to mm. be releasing uh, Wing Wing Wednesday blooper reel. Uh, there was a lot of blooper reels and a lot of fun. Oh, nice. So uh, probably funnier <laughs> than the initial episode to begin with. So get, keep your eye out for that. And then Julian and Lucas will be tackling the part two later this week for all you uh, Cardinal and Seahawks fans. So there you have it. You guys have a wonderful day. Sports Guy David and Lucas Reyes, and I'm out.